welcome back. It's time for customers who click. I've got another cracking episode for you today. We're going to be hearing from Antti Chiaverella, one of the founders of Manmade, a relatively new men's uh, products brand. They may be new, but not only are they growing strongly, I love their approach to how they're growing their business. The research and development that goes into their products, the way they communicate with their customers, they really are a customer-led brand, and you'll really get a feel for how passionate Anthony is about his company in this episode. Let's get him on now. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for joining me today. Would you mind just give us a bit of your background first? You know, What have you been up to for you know the last five or so years, and how have you got to where you are now? Yeah. So my name is Anthony Trevrilla. I'm one of the one of the four co-founders here at Manmade. Uh, background in finance, banking to be specific, and so do my partners as well. Uh, I'm 33 years old, and the past 18 months has been nothing shy but a roller coaster ride, building this new direct-to-consumer brand, Manmade, which our whole purpose is to support a man's wellness by strengthening his foundation. And we we, we plan we do that by providing men with the essentials they need without the BS, they don't. Sounds like a pretty strong mission. <laughs> yeah, um, it, is, what, it is. Tell tell us more about Manmade then. Like where where did the idea come from? How how did you get into the business? Okay, so uh, it's uh, myself and my uh, three best friends. So we're four really good boys. You know, I'm sure we've all have our group of friends and within our group of friends, we choose our tightest and most compar- compatible type of friends. So you have myself, Robert, Berto, and Philip. We all have finance backgrounds. Rob was in investments and banking, mutual fund sales before this. Myself, I was in private banking, retail banking, very, you know, on the personal banking side. You have Roberto, aka Berto. He's a CPA. So he was working for one of the larger firms. And you have Philip, also a banker and also has some experience in real estate. So basically four best friends. We had an entrepreneurial spirit. We all were hitting like our late 20s, early 30s. We all kind of had like, a, you know how it is when you're friends, right? When you're a group of friends and a gang and uh, you, you're very close to some of them and you get, you know, you share your personal goals or your personal uh, aspirations. And we all had like a, a pulse in each other's lives, you know, like, how's it going with work? You know, what's your next step? Oh, you got a promotion. Are you happy? Like, what's your next, uh, what's your next step? And we all kind of had that entrepreneurial itch, right? We all in the past, you know, I was the guy that threw three really grandiose parties back in college. I was the guy that was able to sell out a party, a club, make sure everybody had a good time. Everybody was raving about it and all that. Rob was in the florist business and also delivering groceries to the elderly when he was much younger. So he always had that entrepreneurial itch. He took in his banking world, you know, things to the next level. He moved to Quebec City, which is about three hours from Montreal when he was at the bank. And he grew a territory from last place to first place. You have Roberto, aka Berto, was in the restaurant business. Then really, you know, he failed when he was very young at 18, 19, decided to go back to school and became a CPA. And then you have Philip, right? He's just a great mind of, of, of construction and working well with his hands, being efficient, logistics. So we all had that itch and we all had that background and we all had that entrepreneurial spirit and we all knew that about one another. And now we're, you know, approaching our late 20s, early 30s. And I remember like having conversations with them and being like, you know, are you guys happy? And we all kind of were on the same boat. We're like, no, we want to start a business. We want to be able to do something. We knew it had to be an e-commerce or we wanted it to be an e-commerce because of our passion for it, but we never really knew what exactly. So we decided to ask for some, ask for some time from our significant others 
to just, you know, go up north three days, lock ourselves in a cabin and just brainstorm, right? Brainstorm ideas of, you know, problems we can solve and maybe, you know, ideas that we can bring to the table and eventually get into the R&D stages and see how, where things go. So we did it. We packed our suitcases, our overnights, our overnight bags. We did the grocery shopping, packed the water bottles, the whiteboards, the laptops. We were eager. I remember that weekend like there was no other. It was in June. We were super pumped. And we're like, okay, let's do this. We drove all the way to Trombla, which is about an hour and a half from Montreal. We rented a cabin and we did not leave that cabin for three whole days. It was amazing. It was an experience of a lifetime. It was one of those things where we took the whiteboard out and we started listing hundreds of, of ideas of which we shortlisted to about 50 and then shortlisted down to 20 and then the final five. But throughout that whole process, it was funny because it was a hot day and we were all like, God, I know our underwear, it's like mine would roll up and some of us would say it would bunch up and they would feel swampy and they were just unhappy with their underwear. We started talking about underwear like crazy around the table and saying, what do you wear? Why do you wear them? You know, why do you buy those? Oh, but these ones, you know, I get them at this store or that store. My wife picks them up or I haven't bought any in the past seven years. And we said to ourselves, well, hold on. Every time we're talking about different ideas, we're always going back to this boxer brief or this underwear. So we looked into it a little deeper. So we wrapped up the weekend. We came back to Montreal and we went hard in the paint, as they say. And we decided to do a lot of research when it came to, you know, underwear for men what do men wear, what colors they wear. And, and we just ordered every boxer brief or underwear on the market that you cannot possibly think of. And we started trying them on. I remember like it was yesterday, we put a little, we put a budget for like this type of stuff and, and we hit it. And I was trying on underwear every other day, like multiple types of pairs, wearing them throughout the day and giving off comments as to what we liked, what we didn't like. And then we put on the modal fabric. And that's the fabric that we use for our boxer brief. And I remember like putting it on this, 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 this modal fabric. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Right. So I'm like, what is this fabric? And I started seeing, okay, well, these price points for this type of fabric is, you know, 35 plus, you know, $35, $36, $38, sometimes Canadian, sorry, Canadian. And sometimes us It was extremely expensive. And we said, there must be a better way. So we, we started hunting for samples, right? Turn manufacturers, sourcers. And 34 iterations later, samples later, we ended up coming up with our boxer brief that we have today. And, uh, and we launched on August 30th. It was 10 months of R&D that I will never forget, that I will, that I will always appreciate and cherish because that whole journey was amazing. You know, like you know where you're headed, but you don't know what obstacles you're going to be going going into. None of us have experience in apparel, let alone fabric and design and, and fashion. So we we had to learn everything from the bottom up, right? So anything about construction of the actual garment, different fabrics, what they do for you, why are they used? You know, you have polyesters, you have cottons, you have dolls. And there's reasons why certain brands use these type of fabrics. Sometimes it's a cost efficiency, sometimes it's tradition, and sometimes it's 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 pure you know quality, right? So uh, we decided to opt in for for the modal boxer brief, and and yeah, and then on the August 30th of 2021, 
after 34 iterations, 34 samples, many manufacturers later, we shortlisted the one that had the best construction, that had the best lead times, that had the best uh, social responsibility, right? RAP certified. Our manufacturers have a world-recognized, accredited production certificate, which we make sure that everything is, is socially responsible in our, in our manufacturers. We got along with our manufacturers. We get in calls with them all the time. We got a walkthrough video via, via video chat. And uh, on August 30th, 2021, we launched and uh, now we're here. I could continue, but uh, sometimes you have to stop me, Will. <laughs> yeah. No, amazing. It's obviously great to see that like so much research and, and R&D and planning went into it. Because obviously it's, especially these days, it's so easy to, it's so easy to launch something, isn't it? It's so easy to launch just like something rather than the right thing. Exactly. Actually, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of people, you know, would you say 34 iterations? Yeah, 34 different samples. You know, it, it takes it takes a lot to go down that that path of of going into that much detail and 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 so many like iterations and and trying new things and not just kind of finding one thing that you go cool this is this is the one and then just so, sort of settling on it and and moving forwards with that. Definitely, that was something that we from the start told ourselves that we weren't going to just white label something. Okay. We like the fabric, just white label, you know, take this, take this garment, replicate it and you know, go forward. We, we spent lots of time. We, we, we had to hire the right people to help us. We did a lot of late nights and early mornings of learning how, how this all works. And to remind ourselves of that, when you walk into our office these days, right. So just to give you context, you open the door, you walk into our office there's a, there's a wall, right, at the entrance. And at the top of this wall, we put, uh, I believe there's seven, right? So seven different types of boxers that we received in samples to get to the final production when working with, once we found our manufacturer, once we found the right person to do the stitch and the right, the right construction and the right bands and the, everything was perfect. Now we have to work with a manufacturer direct and not having that experience. We need to go back and forth with that one manufacturer like seven or eight times to get it, to get the, what they call PPs, the pre-production samples ready. And it was, it was hard. And we always laugh about it with our manufacturers today, how they gave us a shot, these four guys from Montreal, but they kind of saw something in us, thank God. And they always laugh about it. Then we put that on the, on the entrance of our, of our office at the top, all the seven different iterations of getting to the final one once we picked we picked the right manufacturer and it's a reminder to us that we're, we're no there's no obstacle big enough for for us to win and, you know it's all about mindset and to remember where we came from and to remember those 10 months it took to get to the point where we are today yeah yeah and how do you work with your your partners because obviously best friends you know, I know it can be, I mean, I, I had a business with friends before and it, it can be tough. You know, it's obviously good that you've got, you know, the person, so that kind of makes it easier to work with them. But then also you've got that, I guess, added pressure of, we've also got our friendship. So what, you know, why do you think it's working so well for you? How do you guys, how do you guys make it work? Yeah, good question. We got asked that a lot, being four friends, right? Best friends. Uh, so <clears throat> just to put things in perspective, we've all known each other for a very long time. I've known Rob since I, since, since I was five. 
I've known Phil since I was like 15 and I have known Berto about the same time, like 16, 17. I'm 33 now. So you, you know, you know how it is, you get older and then you have like hundred friends and 10 friends and then you, you keep your, your solid group. They're, they're part of the solid group. They've always been, we feel like we're, we're cut from the same cloth. We have the same values, work ethic, mindset, and we have the will to win. We have the same type of responsibilities on our shoulders. We have that pressure that we equally share. But yeah, so we've known each other for a very long time. And what makes it work is the excessive planning that we do. And I mean excessive, not in a way where it's like crippling, even though, you know, you know, they have a, they have a saying analysis by paralysis, but we, we don't, we, we plan, we plan in the sense where we communicate and we make sure that we're all going in the right direction. Uh, at the beginning of the year, right, ever since that cabin story, we, we set up a time, right, once a year, usually at the beginning of the year, where we plan out the whole year in advance. And that is extremely crucial, not only for, you know, companies that have partners, but even solo entrepreneurs or, or partners of two or whatever the case is. I believe, you know, planning and manifesting your future is extremely important. And we do that. We you know, traditionally rent a cabin every year. We stay there for three, four days and we plan out the whole year in advance. And then we reverse engineer month after month over month, what we're going to do to attain the goals that we set for, for, for each and one of each, each of us. And that for sure is a huge help. It puts us into the mindset of, you know, where are we headed? Who's taking care of what, who's responsible for what. And what really works well with the four of us is that we very, we complement each other greatly. Right. So you have Rob that's super analytical, takes care of the media side, make sure that we, you know, we, we don't bleed way too much. And he's super, super good with that. And he's super like, there's a foresight, like no other, and a true, uh, a truly good partner to have. You have uh, Philip logistically, operationally, he's just amazing. I'm in my shipping room right now. He organizes this thing from top to bottom and uh, he's, he's great. And you have Roberto. He's a CPA by profession, but he's also very good on, on the tech side. He handles, you know, he handled the building of the SMS in conjunction or in, in together with our software engineer, Rodrigo. He helped Rodrigo, you know, uh, tremendously when it, building this whole thing. And then you have myself, right? So more of the PR guy, the getting, you know, working with the influencers, making sure the word is out, getting out there, customer service, customer expectation, uh, all of that, right? Front facing. So, so we complement each other very well. And for us, you know, the planning is crucial. The communication is crucial. Like any other uh, relationship, well, if you don't have communication, maybe with your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or your business partner, it'll eventually catch up to you. So we make sure not only do we do that yearly planning, we meet on a weekly and monthly basis as well to make sure that we're on, we're on track so that's for sure one of the biggest reasons why things have been going as well as they are. And we plan to continue that, but also the synergies that we have, like uh, it's a true blessing. And I'm truly grateful to be able to come to work and be with my friends, right? My best friends, let alone my friends. So that's something that we don't take for granted. None of us do. It's a true privilege. Come to work in a t-shirt, shorts, and some running shoes and we get to work, right? So we also like to have fun. And, and then we have that YOLO mentality in the sense where you have that one life to live, you know, give it all you got, no regrets, and, and we're doing it. Cool. Yes, sounds great. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Communication's key. I guess even more so if something is either going wrong or or maybe slower than expected or something like that. It's important that you know everyone communicates to make sure everyone's aware. You need it's a it's a must, right? It's a, it's a definite it's a it's a must to do that. If you don't do that, then you might be going in a direction where your partner next to you is thinking you're going in a different direction, and it just doesn't work. You know, being four, trying to have being four, you could go four times faster, but you can also go four times slower, right? It all depends, right? So, so for now, we've been going four times faster. We've 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 witnessed growth in our business the past eight months. Two of those months, we were sold out of stock, and the reason for it is literally communication, writing it down, planning, and executing. Awesome, yeah. You mentioned SMS earlier, yeah. so. You guys, you guys built your own SMS platform. Correct. Tell us a bit about why, firstly, why you, you decided to build it yourself, but also what do you use SMS for? How, how does it impact on growth? Yeah, uh, good question. We built something called the man-made concierge tech service. Uh, so how can, I, how, can I, how can I put this? So at the beginning, when we were doing the R&D, doing the research, I remember you know, having lunch and we were like, yeah, this is great. You know, we're going to build the ultimate, the most comfortable underwear boxer brief men will actually have. Right. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And we're saying how great would it be if you can order it by text? Because we put ourselves in perspective. We're like, well, who buys your underwear? And then the guy's like, oh, well, my, my wife, you know, she'll, she'll pick some up whenever she's at the store, but I just settle with it. Cause I don't want to tell her I don't like them. Cause then she won't do it anymore. And I don't really go out and buy any. And then I go, okay, and how about you? And they're like, well, you know, that he has his story. And then we're like, remember the days when we were younger, when our mom used to be like, hey, I'm at the store. Do you need underwear or socks? And we would say yes, either by call or by text. And, and then it comes to your, it magically appears on your, in, in your drawer or whatever. So how convenient was that, right? So we're like, fuck, that would be really, really cool. And then we said to ourselves, okay, let's do some research. I'm sure there's something out there you know, software we could use. And we did, right? We got a multiple calls. I remember doing, um, I would say, you know, 10, 20 calls back, you know, a year and a half ago to try to figure out a way to get SMS integrated. And there were, there were ways, there's great softwares out there, but there was nothing that we could use that would have it being, you know, a seamless checkout. What do I mean by that? Okay, hey, I want to, I love your bundle. I love your underwear. I'd like a bundle, please. And then we'll be okay, sure. And then you would have to send them a link. And then that link brings them to the checkout. And then you go out and you check out. But for us, when someone says, hey, hey, guys, I'd like five pairs of your man-made boxer briefs. We say, sure. You know, we confirm the size. We confirm the billing information. And then we just ship it to your door. Right? So it's seamless. So it's really, really easy. And, and customers love it. It's actually been a huge reason for our, our success, both on the marketing standpoint and also the growth of our business and the convenience and customer service, right? Like we pride, we're very, very proud to say that, you know, we have hundreds of, of customer reviews and it's a lot of them is because of, you know, the customer's always right and we strive for 100% customer satisfaction. So that's how the SMS platform came about. Amazing. And is that is that for existing customers or can a new customer make a purchase just through SMS? Good question. So right now we're really in our early days, but I would say we have a pretty pretty robust 
platform, but we're always improving it. When a customer purchases, they, 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 they can be enrolled into the SMS platform. And then they can obviously, you know, they get a notification updates on their order. They get their, they get their, their, their tracking number. And then if there's anything that they need on a customer service side, they can email us or text us. So you need to become a customer and then you are enrolled and then you can get, you know, access to some loyalty perks as a customer with our brand and you can order more. If you are a non-customer yet, right, they didn't purchase yet, you can still text us, right? We will receive your text and we will answer them, but we can go and make a purchase with them unless we then send you a form where you can go out and fill it all out. And once it's filled out, you can go out and uh, and, and, and purchase uh, the, the Boxer Brief. But yeah, so for the most part right now, we're, we're really working with our existing community rather than non-customers. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it makes sense. But yeah, it was just on the, when you mentioned the confirming billing details, I, just, I was just wondering whether people are happily just sending in their billing details or whether it's just a, you know, can you confirm your first line yeah. address and zip code sort of thing? Good question. So, well, yeah, for sure. So what happens is, is that we don't, we're, we work with a, with NMI, with a gateway and the, the gateway is NMI and it's PCI compliant. So we don't store any of this, this, this customer information or this data here in our office. It's all done with a, a compliant third party and, and customers are, are loving the, the fact that it's so convenient. And if ever there is a concern of that, we explain to them how it all works, you know, through education, right? We, we take the time brick by brick and, and so far it's been going really really well yeah i mean this uh, you know i talk about this a lot on linkedin and, and probably in the podcast it's kind of creating that in-store experience but online and actually you're kind of taking it one step further because it's because of the concierge style like, like you said it's it's not even the in-store experience it's the experience of telling someone who's going to the store that you need those products can they grab them for you and then they just turn up for you which is kind of even better. But yeah, that, that customer, from a customer service point of view, you know, it's great. I've, I've worked with clients who have had conversational SMS in place and, you know, I, I couldn't say what the ROI on it is, but you, you can see that customers are happy with it. They, they enjoy it. Conversion rates tend to be high. You know, when you, if you send them a, a link to a product or something, especially with abandoned carts, I found it works really, really well. But people... People are happy to have to share their phone number for for those purposes. If if all you're saying is, do you want to opt into promotional messages or something? Then yeah, of course you're not going to get a good opt-in rate to that. Yeah, hundred percent. And right now, I'll even add to that. Right, so we're still at a very junior—not junior, but beginning stage. Right, so it's a very robust platform, but it's very manual. Uh, it's eight months that we're live. And whenever a customer replies, right, speaks to us, you're talking to the four founders. We, we, it's not, it's not an employee. It's not. It's literally us. We want to be able to have a real ear to the ground, and we want to, you know, help every single customer. We're not, we're not a huge company right now, but we're not really small, so it takes a lot of work. But personally, myself and, and the guys, we like it because it allows us to really have be in touch with our customer and really provide that concierge service that we want to provide. You know, SMS is one of those things where it's, it could be very effective, but it's one of those things that could be very 
private, you know, so you don't want to be texting someone throughout the day or spamming them, right, for lack of a better word. And that's something that we do not do, right? So we are very, very big on not, you know, sending unnecessary text messages where when we send a text, it's very different than our email flows. When we send a text, it needs to bring value to the customer. The customer could be in a meeting, could be, you know, loading their kids in the car to go somewhere, which is very hard. You know, you have the stroller. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of things going on. You're not in the mindset of receiving a text sometimes from, from a brand if it's, if it's just a promotional item, right? So for us, if we are going to send a text that's for something of value, we do believe in something called the jab, jab, right hook. Jab, jab, right hook means give value, give value, then ask. So we have been implementing that and we did, you know, do that for two, you know, two things that come top of my mind is that we partnered up with a local company. It was actually a cafe and we were able to target only our locals here in Montreal and we could eventually do it in all the other cities and provinces. But, you know, we said, okay, at this cafe, uh, this weekend, coffee's on man-made. So not only does it bring traffic to the actual business that they weren't expecting, but it also for us to say thank you to our community because we appreciate them and want to offer them a coffee. And that's like a job, right? That's like giving value with no ask. Here you go. It's, it's, it's for you, right? And that's something that we were very happy about. And, and then when we do text for, for, for that right hook, as we, uh, as we call it, it's really like a value, right? So it's something that they cannot find on the website. It's not given to anybody, right? It's given to our loyal customer. And they're very, 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 very receptive to it. And they, and I would say they love it, right? It's something that we try to, we put our, we put, we put thought into every campaign that goes out there because every time we do text our customers, it needs to be valuable. It needs to be impactful and it needs to be the right timing. So timing is everything. Segmentation is everything. And uh, we take that uh, very seriously. Yeah. But like you said, it's very, it's very kind of private intimate channel really you know the open, open rates are really high and that's partly because people get fewer texts but also a text generally is you know you consider it more important you know i, right. I know that if, if i receive a text message it's probably it's, it will fall into like three categories one is going to be transactional so it's an update on an order or you know, it's an update from my insurance company or something saying that your your policy has been updated, whatever. Or it'll be, yeah, just something related to like some work I'm having done. So I'm having my kitchen done soon. And, you know, I've been speaking to a bunch of fitters and they're the ones who text me, right? So I know that if I'm if I'm getting texts, it's, it's probably going to be one of those guys related to the kitchen. And then the third is promotional. You know, if I see a brand name pop up, or a or a short short code SMS, uh, I'm I'm pretty confident it's a it's a brand sending me a promotion because that's the vast majority of what those messages are. You know, I know it's very rarely personal because all my personal messages are WhatsApp. You know, I don't I don't think anyone texts me. <laughs> anyone I know texts <laughs> me. So yeah, if you know, so on that basis, yeah, I know that the majority of those text messages I want to open quickly because it's going to be a message that is is important to me you know if it's one of, if it's a fitter saying you know when can i come around to give you a quote or or here's the update on the quote i want to know about that quickly because i'm looking to make a decision on it if it's transactional yeah i want to know when something's turning up or you know whether i need to give them give them instructions for for delivery if i'm going to be out but then it's annoying if i'm in a 
if I'm in a rush or, you know, if I'm in between meetings or something and I happen to notice an SMS on my phone, if I open that up and it's just get 20% off this weekend, you just, yeah, it's it's annoying. It's it's definitely, there's, there's, it's definitely a hundred percent could be extremely annoying, uh, but if done right and not done excessive, right? So for us, it's like once a month, we'll send something where a customer can get value with with us and we're not a we're not a brand so just to just to put things in perspective we're not a brand that that goes on sale right you're not gonna with us you're not gonna wait for boxing day or or christmas holiday or 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 or, you know father's day or whatever the case is to get these discounts where you feel as a customer you're like well you know i need the underwear i need the product today but if i wait X amount of time, I'll get it for less. For us, we price fairly all year long. We only sell a black boxer brief, black and white socks, low cut and cruise. And eventually we're going to have our t-shirts that are coming out this summer and a bar of soap. And our t-shirts are black and white. We're really simple. Uh, and, and so for us, whenever we send these type of these type of promotional or these type of value text messages, it's like, ooh, like this is something different because I'm a loyal customer or because it's my third purchase or because uh, of X and Y reasons. And we don't do it often. So when it happens, it's like, oh, this is like, this is different from, from man-made. And then we always try to attach something visual in terms of a picture of us, something that's happening, you know, in the office. And it's not a boring, just simple text. There's, there's some context to it. Look. Is it going to be 100% uh, everyone's feeling the same way about it? No. Have we tested or you know, listened to a bunch of podcasts and did our research as to how to do it you know, to the best of our knowledge? I think we're doing a pretty good job because the data is showing that you know, the responses has been tremendous. Our marketing campaigns around it has helped us I mean, like tenfold. It's been really, really good. And it works, right? You send an email open rates are significantly lower than, a, than an SMS. And if, you know, we, we have the option of texting stop if you don't want it. And that option, and we say it in every text, right? And, and, and that option hasn't been, hasn't been triggered by many customers. So we know that you know, the community that we have want that, that loyalty. They want that value that we provide. And it's not something that can be found on our website. It's literally the only way to do it. Or the only way to get that value is through the text message platform, and 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 yeah, we, we plan on 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 you know uh, eventually building building this platform to becoming becoming a, a, a main driver for us in terms of both customer service and of course sales. Yeah, well, you mentioned frequency. I've I've had a brand recently who has pretty much destroyed any chance of me ever paying full price from them and in fact i was thinking about it because i I wrote about it on linkedin this morning they've also really damaged the chance of me actually coming back to make a purchase because they've positioned themselves exactly the same as as a competitor right in the in the seven days since i made a purchase i've received eight promotional emails oh god right and that's including the day after i purchased so i hadn't even received the products hadn't had a chance to try them and they're sending me promotional messages, you know, heavy discounting messages. 
So now, not only do I know it's always on sale, I don't have to pay full price, but now I'm also thinking, well, I'm if I like the product, I'm still not necessarily going to come back to you because it's pretty much the same stuff as what this other brand does, and they also discount heavily. So now, yeah. instead of positioning yourself as the, <clears throat> the valuable brands, like these are good quality products, we're not going to discount them. You've already told me that I, I never have to pay full price. And, and that's yeah. just aren't worth it. <laughs> that's part of our mission, right? Providing men with the essentials they need without the BS they don't. The BS doesn't just mean, you know, like colors and patterns, even though, of course, you know, you're wearing a light pair of linen pants, maybe a dark pair of, of knickers, as I think you guys call it, yeah. or underwear, right? Isn't probably the best. You, you might want something lighter, but, you know, the BS also means that, you know, like getting promotional emails every day, discounts that are coming out of, you know, left and right. And, and it's just getting bombarded and we see it, right? So we see other brands, what they do, and it's just over, like, it's too much. It's like, at least in our opinion, we find like, you know, tasteful. We're all about being lean and mean. We're all about, you know, quality over the quantity. And, and I think it's working. I don't think I know it's working. Because month over month, we've been growing, we get the feedback from the customer, we answer every single email, we answer every single message, we answer every single DM, we answer every single text message, we answer, we answer all of them. And I swear to you, like I've gotten on to a thousand calls, 1000 customer calls with our customers at the early, like at the beginning, the first three months of launch. And you'll be surprised how much a customer is willing to divulge in his personal experience, in his personal taste and, and how he prefers things and how long they, they would stay on the phone with you to explain all this, right? You're thinking you're bothering them. At first I'm like, I hope I'm not bothering you. And are you kidding me? I haven't got a call from a, a brand in years to ask me my opinion. And then they just did let it all out. Then you collect that data, you collect that data, you collect that data. And I think what makes a difference between a brand who cares and a brand who doesn't is they do something with it, right? They do something with yeah. it, right? So, so, so we do that, right? So full circle, you know, the, the bullshit is literally, or the BS, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but the BS is literally that it's being true, being authentic and, and, and not doing that game where, you know, 20, uh, 25 99 uh, you know red lines uh, you know scratch it off and now it's like 9.99 it's like jesus the poor guy who bought it at 25 you know like uh, what happens to him you know so we don't yeah. do that and for us <laughs> you know sustainability wise black underwear white and black socks white and black t-shirts they're they don't go out of style these are classic pieces this is not something that, that, oh, well, today's style doesn't call for that. It's not the case. So we that was part of our process and our thinking as well, right? We're the core for the man and nothing else. We're not fashionistas. We're by far not fashion people, but we are function, simplicity, quality, right? This is how our mind works, comfort. And we want to create products that men just love. They're, they just get it. Like, this is what is, this is what I... This is what I want and it's convenient and it's fun and it makes sense. And yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, speaking of sustainability, it's interesting. I was speaking to someone, I actually recorded a podcast yesterday 
or the other day, and they're big on on being carbon. I think you said carbon positive, which I thought was the wrong way around. But they they take out more than they produce, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought was carbon negative, but okay. But as part of that, they actually take into account the first fifty washes of their products as well. So it's not just the carbon output of their manufacturing process and shipping. They also account for those those 50 washes, which are going to happen. So they're making sure that they're also taking that carbon out of the system as well, which I thought was a really, really interesting way of thinking about it. And yeah. 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 Like, you know, for us, it's not, it's not, we're not part of that fast fashion, uh, you know, category. We're very, we're very classics, you know, we're, 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 they don't go out of style. They don't go to waste. There's there's no waste, right? And 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 for us, you know, modal is is a is a material that takes ten to twenty times less water than than cotton to produce. So, right there, that's 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 amazing. And and we 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 try our best to 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 be to be good entrepreneurs. You know, not just think about uh, not just think about the revenue minus the expenses and the profit. We're thinking about you know the better of the brand. The, 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 it's our baby, you know, for us, it's like, you have a, you have a child, you want it to have good values, to be respectful, that it's the same principle. This is our baby. It's our brand. We want it to act accordingly, right? We want it to act accordingly within our resource. You know, we, we do our best and, and I think we're doing a good job. People are telling us they love it. So, so, uh, so we're, we're going to take that energy and, and push forward. Yeah. Amazing. Sounds yeah, exactly right. Can you tell us a bit about Dragon's Den? Oh yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was actually this Sunday. We uh, we drove to Toronto. Dragon's Den was the best experience I we've personally ever done. What a rush it was! I can't really go into detail as to how it all panned out because they made us sign a bunch of NDAs, yeah. and we're just gonna have to wait for September when it airs. But I can guarantee you that it's gonna be extremely entertaining. So. You know, CBC Dragons then season 17 is going to air in September so of 2022. So either September or October, we will most probably be on one of the episodes. Uh, and I have to say, like, it was it was a rush. Well, like, it was a real rush for all of us. And it was so fun. We were super, like, excited and anxious. And when we got in there, we did our thing. And at the end of it, it took us about three hours to come back down, right? We, okay, we spoke yeah. about, yeah, we spoke about a bunch of stuff and how things panned out and what, you know, how we answered the question on this side and that angle and this angle and that angle. And, and uh, it was really, really fun. It was really, really fun. And we can't wait till it airs. I remember the pitch right before us, they came out crying at the pitch before that one, they got, they said they got eaten up, but I guess one thing that's really good with us is that we plan like hell and being four finance guys we get we get the numbers we understand our business yeah and we're reasonable right we're not we're not gonna you know throw out these crazy multiples and all that so i think they appreciated that and uh, and i can't wait till it airs yeah well i'm assuming it's the same format to the to what we have here you're not allowed to take notes in are you no it's not no no so you have to know your stuff and yeah generally you see that the ones who get eaten up you know, torn to pieces in that are the ones who are, are getting them, their numbers muddled up or, or you can tell they're trying to hold something back and yeah. they're not being fully honest. And, and the dragons are sat there 
they know exactly what's going on. They know this person's yeah. trying to trying to hide, you know, the profit number or, you know, and just focus on sales or something like that. There's always yeah. something going on. And the, generally the ones who smash it are the ones who just reel off their numbers and and just don't have a problem answering anything. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you it was, it was, it was easy, but I'm going to, I am going to tell you that you need to prepare and you need to know your numbers. Definitely. We did. We went to Toronto Friday nights. We spent all Friday in the car, you know, funny story, calling customers. Right. So we like, we're at six hour drive because we stopped like three times, four guys who drinks too much water, who needs to, to go to the washroom and whatever. But we called uh, like 20, 30, I don't remember how many customers, just asked them about their feedback, how they're liking the brand, where they found out from us first and, and all that and how they liked the products, right? So we did that. It was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. And then we also we rehearsed our numbers. Then we got to the hotel, went to bed, woke up early and all of Saturday, completely all of Saturday, it's all we did. I felt like I was back in university to be quite, front, to be quite honest with you. I felt like I was back in school, like, you know, preparing for an exam. It was like knowing all your numbers, making sure like this question happens and we were test each other. And, and that was really fun. And then Sunday we got there at 12 30 PM and we ended up going in front of the dragons at 5 PM. So it was a long wait. It was a long wait. Yeah. So it, it took us time to prepare while we're there, but it was a long wait. But let me tell you, once we got there, that hour, I think we were in the den for an hour and 15 minutes. It felt like five minutes. Yeah, yeah it felt like five minutes. It went really, really fast. Yeah, I can imagine. Awesome. So, so far, everything sounds great. Everything sounds amazing. So what what is the big challenge at the moment for you guys? So there's a couple. Being a startup, there's a couple, right? So you have manufacturing, you have logistics and supply chain, you have product development, rising marketing costs, financing inventory. But I would have to say uh, all of them have their challenges. You know, manufacturing overseas, working with uh, a manufacturer, even though we love ours, it's always overseas. The time difference, we were here at the office last night till 1 a.m. in the morning because we need to get a call with a manufacturer to iron out some kinks that we, that we go through, right? So that's something for sure. Logistically, supply chain, with everything going on right now, you know, it's not like, oh, you deal with a manufacturer and they get everything for you. You have to work with manufacturer who's working with someone that does the band. And then there's another manufacturer that does the material, right? And then there's the manufacturer who cuts and sews. So that whole supply chain right now, with everything being backed up because of the pandemic and all that, it's really causing a lot of delays, which, which can hurt. So you, how do you counter that? You have to invest in inventory, right? A lot of it. So you need, you need capital to do so. So that's another challenge. You need to fill up your warehouse, make sure you have enough inventory in your warehouse to last you the delays. And you're looking at between like seven, eight month delay, right? So seven, eight wow. month delay. And if you and if you don't do it proper, right? If you don't do it properly and you you or it doesn't pan out, you're gonna have to airship. And when you airship versus you know sh- shipping by sea, the 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 cogs, the cost of goods, like the, the actual product it costs so much more, right? And your margin is out the door. So, so you, you need to be very, 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 digital, you know, very, very calculated. You need to be ahead of the curve, ahead of the game. And, and I would say even rising costs of, of marketing. You know, uh, we're testing. There's a saying we say in the office, everything is worth a test. But we're testing different angles. We have a mix of <clears throat> personal endorsements from 
you know, alumni athletes who, uh, you know, who, who cause an impression. And then we go with that same target market and we're able to test via Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, right? Ads and Instagram. And we, we, we test and we see what works and what doesn't, but there's always a rising cost. You know, your, our average, our average order value is one thing today, but as we add more products into the mix, they'll be higher. So naturally your CAC should grow as well. Yeah. And, and lastly, you know, product development, you want to develop product We're four guys and a software engineer, you know, you want to develop products. You have so many spinning plates going on. We're coming out with our t-shirt and our bar of soap. Our t-shirt took us almost a year to come out with, and our bar of soap is taking us about seven months. So it's long, it's tedious, uh, it takes time, patience, but there's, these are all part of, this is all part of the game. Yeah. I mean, like, like we said at the start, right, it's, you want to get it right, especially with the approach you're taking, which I like this whole, like one color of boxer briefs, two colors of shirts. Was it two colors of socks? Black and white? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And black and white t-shirts. What is it? Is it one soap option? Yeah. One soap bar. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're keeping it really simple, but it also means you've got to make sure it's really, really good Yeah. because it's, you know, if someone buys that bar of soap and then doesn't like it because actually it's not that great. There isn't an alternative bar of soap. They can then go try and say, well, you know, maybe I didn't like the scent on this one. So I'll go try that one. It's you get it wrong. That's it. So yeah, you've, you've got to make sure you do that research and, and get the product right in the first place. hundred percent. Well, but I would also add there is that because we're the core for, for the man, right? So he has his underwear, his socks, his t-shirt, his soap. For whatever reason, let's say the soap doesn't, I, I highly doubt it will because it has really good components in it. And we, 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 this, this so far is going to, you know, it blows our mind. So we just can't wait to get out on the market, but it could be that the soap bar is something they don't like, but we do have, you know, underwear, we have socks, we have t-shirts and every man needs a core, right? When it comes to these things and we want to yeah. be that core, we want to be that core in their wardrobe. We want to be that core, want to be that foundation, well, right for their wellness, for their for their self, right? So 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 I feel like because we have you know we have different assortments of products, it allows a, a man or a, a woman who buys for their man or for themselves or whatever the case is, options, right? They might like our t-shirts and say, well, the soap bar not so much or whatever the case is, but they have different options, and we know that we we bring that quality every time with every product. And we're very, very happy about that. The results have been phenomenal when it comes to the reviews and uh, we're really happy about it. And even today, you know, I said earlier, I called a thousand customers and in the first three months, but even today, when you get a, when you purchase with us three to four weeks later, you get a, te- you get an email directly from me and it goes to my inbox. I answer every single one of them asking about your experience. You can choose not to answer, but if you do, I li- I read them all and I answer all of them and I wake up every day with quite a bit of emails, but it's 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 something I enjoy doing because it gives me a pulse of my business and it gives me a pulse of what my customer yeah. is appreciating. Yeah, yeah, like you say, they're they're happy to talk, aren't they? They're happy to share. And if you leave it if you leave it fairly open ended, they just they'll just go on and they'll and they'd be honest. They're honest as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, it, and I don't mean it in in the sense of if something's wrong, they'll be honest. I mean it in that. It, they will be really, really honest about why they like it. You know, you don't, you don't just, well, uh, you will get some feedback, which is just, yep, cool, products are great. But you'll get some people who will, you know, like leave you one of those really detailed reviews that you see online. 
where someone goes into every aspect about why they love this product and it's so great. People are generally ha- genuinely happy with the product. I'm also genuinely happy to to talk about it. Look, underwear is ext- like it's one of those things that's not front of mind. We get it, and that's why we put into place all these things, you know, in our in our in our marketing and our strategy, so that we keep it front of mind and we're able to be as convenient as possible. However, you know, uh, it can change someone's mood, like. We've, I have emails to prove it and I have reviews to prove it. Like people work in different jobs and different arrays of life. Like I was a banker, so I would wear suits. I hated when my underwear would rise. I hated when it would ride up, right? And you're picking it in awkward ways. And right before getting into the elevator or right after a meeting, you wait till everyone leaves the, the boardroom or the conference room and you go and adjust yourself. So these are things that we're hearing they're not doing anymore. People are working in construction. People are working as mechanics, bus drivers, truck drivers, bankers, accountants. Whatever they're doing, they tell us within their day how it's changed. And you know how rewarding that is? Like you would never think it's underwear, but having a, you know, having your panties in a bunch, as they say, or having your, your underwear in a bunch really sucks. It really, really does. Like, like it really does. And, and if we're making somebody's day better and it's helping them, you know, with their foundation and it's helping them just, you know, not be uncomfortable throughout the day for us. It's a win. It's a win every single time, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you give us any any hints as to what might be coming next? So yeah, so right now we have we have the the boxer brief and we have the socks, which is the low cut and the crew sock. Those have been out, you know, doing well. And we have a Pima cotton modal blend T-shirt coming out. I want to say July August, right? It's coming out. Pima Cotton Modal Blend, white and black. And then we have the soap bar around the same time, July, August, that will be also coming out the same time. And we're thinking about doing a bundle that that might, yeah, we're thinking about doing a bundle uh, that will replicate something that uh, might have been seen on a television show. So let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, Is that making sense? Right. So there was a bundle that we had how we had when we went on the den and we're thinking about replicating that bundle and calling it, you know, something like a dragon's den bundle. But okay, cool. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is pretty cool. So yeah. So but these are, these are little, and then, and then, and then, you know, there's things we don't want to, we don't like to, you know, but there's things like deodorant or, or other, other, other products that men use every single day that, that, that we're trying to tackle one by one by one. Right. And then, and, and people might be thinking, well, all these different products, you know, like so much work to develop and like, you know, it's a different product than an underwear. Why wouldn't you just stick to the boxer brief and just do different colors, different patterns, do different cuts, right? You have the brief, you have the boxer brief, you have the different, you have the boxer, you have the trunk. So the reason why is because it takes the same amount of time to create your own brief or your own trunk as it does to create a t-shirt as it does to create a soap bar, as it does, it's the same thing. Like people don't all, right? What does it take? I mean, you just tell that same manufacturer, create this one instead of that one. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. They, they need, they need the tech pack. They need the demand. They need all the, 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 the aspects, all the components in order for you to go out there and make it. And it's the same amount of R and D, the same amount of research, the same amount of work. So for us, it's like, let's stay lean and mean, let's be quality over quantity 
and that lets up a man, you know, support his foundation, right? Yeah. And I think you, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, analysis paralysis, right? Yeah. You, if, you, if you come to a website and you've got 20 colors, 20 options for your t-shirts, you get, was it crew cut and V cut? Yeah, this uh, is actually a prototype. It, oh, nice. It does look good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like 20 different colors. Then you've got the same for you, your boxes, your shorts, sorry, socks, any other product that comes out, you know, it just takes you so long to decide what you actually want. Uh, and then if it came to, you know, uh, some of those, it may be a bit easier because you say, well, I, I like, I know I like black, white and blue. So I'm only going to buy those colors. But then when it comes to soaps, if you had 10 different scents for soaps, which ones do I want? And it, it, so my opinion, I don't want to rant about this too much, but a lot of brands get it wrong when describing the sense of those, of those sort of products. Because it still leaves you saying, well, you're telling me what the ingredient is for that scent, but do I actually know what that scent is? Yeah. So you get a lot of things like aftershave, aftershave, and yeah, any sort of scent-based product, really. You nailed it because uh, once again, providing men with the essentials they need, a lot of the BS they don't. The BS was a lot of the times you go into a store, a picture, right? You go into a retail shop or a store and you will go to the underwear rack. And you see all these different type of underwear, all these colors, all these prints, all these designs, all these, you know, the short ones, the long ones. That's the, you know, the trunk, the brief, the boxer brief. And you're just overwhelmed. And you're like, I don't know which one I want or why I want it. So there's too much choice. You walk, you go into another brand or you go into a website and you're starting to click around. Okay, I want underwear. They have all this different choice. And it's like, it could be very overwhelming sometimes. And I know it was overwhelming for us. And we just didn't know what was good. And you have to sift through like maybe a hundred different types before you find the one that's for you. Well, for us, we want to stay simple. You go on our site, there's not a lot of choice. It's this is what we're known for. You know, this is what this is what you get, and this is the reviews behind it. And we get we're gonna keep building on that where it's extremely simple, right? It's a simple process. It shouldn't be difficult. And we we're very proud to say we're not we're not in the fashion. Uh, world we're we're in the function first it has to be functional this product you know it this product the, the box brief doesn't have a seam on the side of the leg because when you're wearing a suit pant you don't want to see the seam we thought of these things you know like inside the man sack we we stitched the inside of the man sack in a way that if you're circumcised it doesn't irritate the tip of your penis like that's how crazy that's how that's how much thinking we did in every single product you know, and the boxer brief was it was that was the staple one, is because we think of like what are guys going through, what do guys need, what do guys want, why would they want this and not the other? Why would this boxer brief be their top tier boxer brief in their wardrobe? When they open their wardrobe, if the, the man if the man made box brief isn't there and it's in the wash, they're disappointed. They're like, oh, I gotta wait for another couple of days, right? And and then I'll I just I don't want to rant too much on it. The last thing I'll say is that. You know, a lot of people have said the following. I've been on vacation. I forgot your products, which is the boxer brief and the socks at home, or I've been away from home and I, for- and I was in the plane or I was in the car and they've said to us, I was like upset that I forgot it. Or I'm like, oh, I forgot to get out of the dryer and they didn't bring it with them. And they knew that they weren't going to be as comfortable. That is the most, that was, so when I heard that a couple of times, that was the most rewarding review or comment that I could have ever heard. And I and then and there we we knew okay this is just something we're going to scale and 
we're going to continue with this philosophy and let's fucking go. You know, LFG, as we say. Yeah. Cool. So just one more question before we, we finish yeah. up. You mentioned testing and every, what did you say? Everything's worth a test. That's not Everything question. is worth a test. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It's what do you do to make sure you're always improving? So you mentioned you have, you've got those annual reviews where you kind of lay out the year, but what do you, what do you do? Or like, what's your process behind making sure that everything is constantly improving throughout the year? So we, we meet as a, as a co-founders at least twice a week. So we like to work, we call it, we, we, we do late nights, right? So what it's called is, you know, we work in the business during the day and then on the business, you know, on those late nights. And sometimes it even goes into the weekend. And what that means is we look at our KPIs, we look at our numbers, we look at, you know, are we on the right, are we profitable? You know, a lot of times people mistaken top line with bottom line, or at least they think, oh, there's revenue coming in, you know, but it's costing, you know, shipping, cost of goods sold, marketing, extremely expensive. You need to know what you're doing or else you can burn money really quick. Uh, So we stay on top of that. We do those late nights Uh, once a month, right? We, we, We take a half a day and we go through roles and responsibilities per individual, right? The four of us, Rodrigo, and we have some virtual assistance that help us throughout throughout the the year and we 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 plan and execute and make sure everyone's on track and things are getting are getting done another thing that we do that's really really cool is i think i mentioned yeah i did did mention it is that you know to make sure that we're on the right trajectories your customer's going to tell you so the calls obviously it's something that you know i won't just do in the early like the, the first three months i'll once a month go on a two, three day rampage of just calling a bunch of customers just, just to know exactly what's, you know, what's going on and how they're feeling and customers that buy from different provinces, different states, and, and just, just, you know, get on calls with them and have two, three really good questions that they can go into detail with. I mean, we also test different platforms, believe it or not. Like obviously you have the, the you know, Facebook is, is up there. But you have like, you know, we've been seeing success with Twitter ads, which we would have never thought, right? You would have never like, like with Twitter. I mean, yeah, there are some guys in space that use it, but it's not like top tier ones. And we've been seeing success in it. We've been seeing since, you know, you know, the man, you know, that we, that we, that we, that we, our audience, you know, like sports and, you know, they like, they like sports. It's just, it's a known fact. And there's a lot of sports guys on, on, on Twitter, right? So that's the angles we've been taking. And so far it's working. And last thing I would say, it's like, you know, a lot of guys get, you know, influencers and they deal with maybe some agencies and I'm sure there's great ones. And if there is anybody out there listening that wants to reach out and feels that they can help, I'm more than willing to check me out on LinkedIn. But, but definitely I would say like dealing with the right influencer, AKA uh, center of influence. What do I mean by that? You know, you can reach out to a bunch of people that have a pretty decent profile, but you need to look through their profile. You know, is there fake followers? Is there engagement? Is there, are there, are they people that, you know, stand behind your brand? Do they fit with your brand? Does it make sense, you know, working with them and just providing them the product and they genuinely have to like it. And I would say they have, they have all done, they all have, and then getting a personal endorsement for us, you know, the creative is the Delta, as we like to say, right. The creative is the Delta. We need the creative to be authentic. We need it to be a personal, you know, endorsement. If you cannot endorse it personally, we're, there's no, there's no, there's, 
we're not looking for a fake sale. You know what I mean? We're looking for someone to be like, my God, this is amazing. You know, before we got on this call, you had said, wow, I wore your underwear and you give me all your feedback. That's what we're looking for. Because if it's true, I feel today's day and age, when you watch someone on a screen, either computer or mobile, you can tell if it's bullshit or not. Yeah. Right. You can tell. Right. So these are things we're testing. And at the end of the day, we haven't been going hard on the influencers, but we've been very selective of which ones we work with. And we've been seeing some good, good feedback and, you know, taking those personal endorsements and then trying, you know, to use that 30 second flip, second clip as the creative on an ad and seeing how it performs has been something that we've been doing and we've been seeing some success on it. Right. So once that works, and that testing phase works and we're like, oh, this works, then we scale, right? You scale till, till you can. And that's how we've been acquiring new customers. And these are the little little ways that we try to stay on top of things and keep improving. Yeah, amazing. Cool. So just before we finish, is there anyone in the kind of D2C marketing space or, or anyone from a particular brand that you'd want to sit down for lunch with and, and have a chat with? Good question. There's a lot. There's a lot of them I would like, but if I had to do the number one is definitely Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, aka Gary V. Uh, he's someone that we all are fans of, the four founders. I think that's one thing that brought us all together is that, you know, it's either you hate him or you love this guy, right? So, and if, and I, I believe if you hate him, it's because you don't see the genuine part of what he's trying to portray. And he's, he's a great ball of knowledge. He's proved it. He is the, for me, he's the LeBron of, of, of marketing. He's the LeBron of entrepreneurship. And I would love to sit down with him. I would love to talk brand. I would love to, love to talk consumer behavior. I would love to talk all these different things that he preaches. And he's just a good entrepreneur. He believes in, you know, you know, in, 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 in simple ingredients like kindness, candor, you know, patience, things that people tend to forget right? When doing business or being in the real world, it's like everything needs to be now. Everything needs to be like sometimes very aggressive. And if you just bring it back to the basics, you just be yourself, you know, don't worry about what people say, you know, go for it. That's what he preaches. And it's true. You only have one life to live. You know, like I said earlier at the beginning of this interview, you know, we were late twenties and early thirties being bankers for us. It was like, we need to get our degree and then we need to go to school and then get a good job and then, you know, go to parties and, you know, be, be, be all, I'm working on this deal or that deal and just be part of that. And then we said to ourselves, we're not being real. Like we liked it, but it wasn't something that we wanted to do. And Gary V kind of all pushed us to, to, to go for it. So definitely sit down with Gary, listen, you know, like ask him the questions, you know, like I had said, branding and marketing, and definitely there's a huge push in the web three world. Myself and Philip are actually going to VCon, which is a huge conference. It's happening in Minnesota. Gary Vee is hosting it. It's actually an NFT utility token that you use to get into the conference. There's going to be some cool names there. It's from the 19th of May, I believe, which is a Thursday up until the Sunday. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I really hope I get to meet him. At least maybe not a lunch, but maybe a two-minute chat might might just fix the the craving. as, as they say. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good, good choice. Um, Thank you. And finally, have you got any kind of marketing tools that you, you love to use? Yeah. Uh, I mean, buy, I'm going to be biased and start by saying our preparatory man-made concierge yeah. tech service, but also Google Analytics. Google Analytics has, is on my, my screen every day, all day. We love that. 
tool. It allows us to understand where you know traffic is coming from, where sales are coming from. We have all the proper UTMs that are that are integrated. Clavio is another one. It's a huge, it's a very, very good platform in the in the email marketing department for sure. And obviously the the you know organic, right? So the organic side of things on the marketing for me, it's like LinkedIn, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You need to be active. You need to be active on these platforms. Tell your story, you know, your perspective, network. It's 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 been huge for us. Huge, 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 huge for us. And and we love we love doing it. At the beginning, it was a little hard. You know, we have so many things going on, and now we have more things going on. And I still find time to at least you know post a couple times a week on LinkedIn, a couple of stories and posts on Facebook and Instagram. But uh, but yeah, uh, those are the tools that that we use on a daily basis. There's a bunch of other ones, but I think those are the top those are the top tools. Cool. Yeah, some good choices there. Well, this has been incredible stuff. It's it's amazing to speak to someone who's clearly so passionate about the business. So thank you. thank you. Thank you so much. It's been yeah, amazing. If, if anyone wants to reach out to you and have a chat or, or find out more about what you're up to, what's, what's the best way of doing that? Uh, I, I think link, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great. So man-made is the company one, but myself, it's Anthony Chevrella. So spelled that C-I-A-V-I-R-E-L-L-A. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Definitely. It'll be a pleasure to to connect i'm always willing to build network meet new people especially in the space and i want to thank you will for uh, for taking the time it was a great great chat you're a good guy and i hope your family jewels are feeling like royalty these days definitely a lot better thanks (laughs) Um, awesome thank you so much anthony thank you so much have a great day Some people would say it's a waste of time and money building something yourself at such an early stage of the business. But if you have a very specific and pretty amazing customer journey in mind, why not build what you need to do it? You should always be doing what you think is right for your business. And that's what I loved about Anthony's approach to things. Keep speaking to your customers. So few businesses do this now. And while a founder might not have time anymore, there has to be someone in the business who can still pick up the phone to a few customers each month or each week uh, to see how they're getting along. You get so much valuable insight and customers really do appreciate it. If you'd like to hear more from Anthony, follow him on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback or guest requests, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next up, I've got Neil Forrest joining me from Gorgeous. We're going to be talking about customer service. But until then, keep those customers clicking.